With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes the Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown. I am coming to you live here on Spotify Green Room to talk all things Houston Rockets as we do after every single Rockets game. And tonight is an especially awesome show because the Rockets have extended their winning streak from two games to three with a 102 to 89 win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I look forward to talking all things Houston Rockets with all of our awesome fans here live on Spotify Green Room. As you guys come in, make sure to hit that request to speak button. As always, we are looking to talk to all of our Houston Rockets fans uh, that would like to talk Houston Rockets basketball. That's what we're here to do. That's what I'm here to do. And I look forward to talking to all of you. I should be joined here shortly by one of my co-pilots, Mr. Jeremy Brenner. Uh, until then, we will be break down all things uh, Rockets versus Thunder tonight. Massive win. Uh, and yeah, you know what? I'm going to call it a massive win because the Rockets found a way to win a third game in a row, fourth game of the year. Uh, and 
pretty convincing fashion, I would say, throughout the game. You know, this game was really never in question. Uh, the Rockets were up by five after one, after nine, after two, uh, after, up 12 after three, and even won the fourth quarter by one, you know, getting them that 13-point victory. So looking at the box score this evening, Jay Sean Tate, seven of 12 from the field. He had 15 points, eight assists, six rebounds, uh, a plus 24 while on the court. Very sneakily, this guy is having um, arguably the best season of his career. Uh, I know he stumbled a little bit, uh, but not really uh, throughout the season. I think he's done a great job. Uh, (laughs) Christian Wood was a monster tonight on the boards. Uh, He had 31 minutes, 9 of 17 from the field, 21 rebounds and 24 points. The dude was all over the place. It was great to see him uh, dominate this game because, quite honestly, there's nobody on the other side that – you can look at and say that person can play with a Christian Wood, uh, not James Robinson Earl uh, or Darius Basley, uh, Baisley, I should say. Uh, those guys cannot play with Christian Wood, and he showed that tonight. Uh, so very happened for C. Wood having another monster game. Um, I'm trying to see who else uh, played a uh, good game tonight. Uh, you're looking at... Aaron Gordon with 11 points. Kevin Porter Jr., shout out to KPJ, getting his first triple-double of the season. 11 points, uh, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. He got the one, uh, the last rebound needed for that triple-double late. Uh, So he had a great game. Garrison Matthews, uh, I don't know if it's too early uh, to make uh, a Garrison Matthews for all-star campaign, but I would be more than happy uh, to lead that campaign. 19 points on 7 of 14 from the field, 5 of 11 from three, so just a shade under uh, shooting You know, 50% from the three-point line. K.J. Martin uh, had three points. He did have six rebounds in 19 minutes. Daniel House Jr., uh, 12 points, eight rebounds. I mean, Alperen Shangoon, 17 minutes. He had four points. Armani Brooks only had three points, did not shoot the ball well tonight, uh, which is par for the course. I mean, at this point, that to have an off game sooner rather than later, uh, just because his usage hasn't been incredibly high up until these last couple games. Uh, So Josh Christopher, two minutes late. Deshaun Nix, two minutes late. Once again, David Nawaba and Daniel Tice, both, uh, did not play uh, this evening. DNPCD. Uh, great crowd here on Spotify Green Room. If you guys would like to talk anything Houston Rockets related, hit that request to speak button. Uh, I'd love to bring you up on stage and uh, talk all things Houston Rockets. So uh, while we can talk about that, we can talk about uh, there's even more John Wall news uh, coming out uh, today, uh, which is incredibly weird that as much news is coming out about this guy as he's not playing. So if you want to talk about John Wall, come up on stage. We'd love to have you uh, talk about John Wall uh, and the uh, updates that are available. Uh, There's rumblings that with Kemba Walker now being benched by the New York Knicks, that they could potentially have an interest in John Wall. Uh, Rockets fans, what are your thoughts on possibly acquiring a John Wall, or excuse me, a Kemba Walker in a John Wall trade. Uh, what would your thoughts be about that? 
Uh, we can talk uh, really about it, you know, any of the news out today uh, as it pertains to that. You look at tonight, though, you got to give all the credit in the world uh, to a guy like Steven Silas. And I'm going to tell you this, that I say that because his job in some people's eyes, not in my eyes, was in jeopardy last week when the report came out that, you know, potentially he was on the hot seat. And it's a report that, you know, came out, was on, it was the front cover of Bleacher Report. It was on Hoopside. It's on all of these different news outlets, right? Um, <laughs> that his job was in jeopardy. And what has he done since that report has come out? He's won three games in a row. And some people may look at it and they may say, oh, you beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, for a team that was 1-16, in 16, I'll take any win. I don't care who it's against. They could be playing the Los Angeles Lakers or they could be playing, you know, the, a YMCA team. I don't, I didn't care at that point, you know, and Mike makes a good point that there are rumors coming out per the ringer today about Daniel Tyson, Christian Wood. I will get to those in a few. Uh, but like I said, great crowd here on, on Spotify green room. You want to come up on stage, hit that request to speak button. I'm willing to talk to any and all Rockets fans about anything Rockets related, but you look at a guy like Steven Silas, it's only his second season ever coaching in the NBA. And no, I'm not talking about only his second season coaching for this team. I'm talking about this is the second season he's ever coached as a head coach in the NBA. Think about that, all right? How many guys can you point to and say that they were able to be this phenomenal coach two years into their tenure? You know, Nick Jurgensen, who was in with the Indiana Pacers, got fired less than two years in, right? That's something of note that I, for one, was and still am tired of losing huge amounts of games in a row. I hate it. No fan likes that, right? And that's what you're going to always get here at the Dream Take is, yeah, you're going to get takes that are emotional. You're going to get takes that are off the cuff. It, we, we're not here to be rational 100% of the time. That's not us. That's not me. Now, my counterpart, Jeremy Brenner, is like that all the time, and I give him all the props in the world for that because I just can't do that. But tonight, I have to eat some of my own words about a guy like Steven Silas because what Steven Silas has done over the last three games is, number one, he's won the games, give him credit for that, but he's also made adjustments, which is so hard to do. Think about it. You take a guy like Daniel Tice, who you're you're paying $8 million to sit on the bench at this point. That's not an easy conversation. You know, and I don't know how that went with Daniel Tice. I don't know if it was a, you know, a productive conversation where Silas sat him down and said, listen, Daniel, to be honest with you, you know, the two big lineup that we're running out right now is not working. We can't do it we're going to have to sit you for a while until I'm able to figure out my rotations and get you into a game or games in a larger manner. Daniel Tice may have been the, the ultimate professional, which I bet you he was, or it could have been combative. And Daniel Tice is throwing stuff around the locker room and saying, I got to play. I'm, you know, you're paying me $8 million to sit on the bench. Like that's stupid, you know, but either way, he's stuck to the rotation that he has and it's working. Losing a guy like Jalen Green, the second overall pick in the draft last year, he's had to work on his rotations on the fly, and it's working. You have to change up your starting lineup. You know, 
it takes a lot to, of trust in Steven Silas and coaching staff to insert a guy in Garrison Matthews that's been with the organization for less than a month. Think about that, Rockets fans. This is a guy that's consistently putting up 15-plus points. He was a plus 16 in the box score tonight, and he's starting. If I told you two months ago that Garrison, Matthew, Garrison Matthews was going to be the starting shooting guard of the Rockets, first of all, you would have called me crazy. You would have thought that Garrison Matthews was a guy selling insurance at your local you know, State Farm office. Nobody knew who Garrison Matthews was. I don't. I didn't know who Garrison Matthews was. But Steven Silas and company found him, brought him in, and trust him enough to make him the starting shooting guard of this team. Uh, Gerardo uh, makes a great point that over the past couple of games, since he's gotten back from injury, Kevin Porter Jr. is our point guard. You know, now he, sh- he only shot four of 17 from the field tonight, but he had 11 assists. He had 10 rebounds. Uh, it looks like ever since he got hurt and came back that he hit the weight room. He looks bigger. He looks more built. Uh, he looks more well put together that he can take, you know, the brunt on the offensive end, you know, going to the hoop and doing his thing that way. Like, to be honest with you, Kevin Porter Jr. looks like a totally different player since coming back from injury. Is Kevin Porter Jr. a guy that can lead this Rockets team at the point guard position for years to come? The verdict is out. Gerardo, I, I will say that I'm not ready to to declare him my point guard, you know, for years to come. But for now, it's working. You talk about a guy like Christian Wood, and if I'm bringing up any points you guys would like to talk about, hit that request to speak button. Come on up. That's why we're here. Uh, would love to have you up here chopping up everything Houston Rockets. Uh, Christian Wood, uh, I believe it was Mike who brought up, good friend of the show, Mike brought up that there are there's rumors coming out about the Rockets entertaining offers for Christian Wood. Why? Like, in what world would you want to trade Christian Wood? And to defend that comment in the chat, we bring up our first speaker of the night. Mike, welcome to the show. What's How are you? On? Hey, man. Uh, it's a good day. Three wins in a row. Hey, three wins in a row feels good. This is kind of what we were hoping. These kinds of games we were hoping for this year, you know. Yeah. Seeing the development of the team, so good to see. It's awesome. Um, what are your yeah. thoughts on the on the wood rumors? Because I think they're stupid and asinine. I think it's clickbait, personally. Um, but I I did think there were some interesting points just in terms of like, if if both of the if in fact either Tice or Wood are available, I think it shows their interest in like Shingun getting more minutes. And yeah, for sure. To him. And I, think, and I think I don't think many Rockets fans would argue with that. And you know, I think we talked about this before. Of you know, if they're gonna, if if you're gonna, you know, develop this team for the future, is Christian Wood, you know, this guy gonna be in the future? Especially when you consider that Shingun is at his best and he's sort of the lone big. But what's the? There's to me, I don't disagree with that. I I would like to get Alper and Shingun more minutes. But let me break down Christian Wood real quick, right? First of all, he's on a very team-friendly contract. Three years, $42 million. He's oh. in the second year of that deal. So you have a guy that's putting up this season 16.4 points, 11.3 rebounds, a block a game, shooting 46% from the field. Oh, what is the upside of trading him for a guy 
that in Alper and Shangun, who all of us are in agreement, we all like, we like the, the weird thing that he does at the free throw line where he talks to the basketball, which is really weird. Um, in 18 minutes a game, he's averaging nine points and five rebounds. Okay. Yeah. While I want to get him more minutes, it would have to be a hell of a haul for Christian Wood. I, I'm talking, you you better give me a guy, and I don't want to hear draft picks. If somebody comes to me and says, we'll give you five first-round picks and no actual players for Christian Wood, that's a non-starter for me. To be fair, the article did mention that it wasn't like wasn't like the Rockets had put him on the trade block. They would just said, sure, entertain offers, right? Which they should, right? Woods, you know, come this trade deadline, Woods value being on a team-friendly contract, playing the way that he is, like he has games like tonight, like there's no better time to trade him. And I wouldn't say that. There's no that he would be at his peak value, having a year and a half left on his contract. And the ability that because it is more team friendly, it's easier to trade. Like they don't have to match salaries as much and they can use some of their mid-level exceptions. So, so one thing, first of all, this is real quick. A, very simply, would you trade him? If you, you, Mike, the GM, would you trade Christian Wood at the deadline this year? Probably not. Okay. Um, just because you have like, you already, you have a, a proven player on your team. Um, right. But it's like, again, there's no upside outside of giving Shangdun more minutes, which you can still get him those minutes now. Come on, you're four and sixteen. Like, right. you, and you're giving him how many minutes did he get tonight? He got fifteen plus minutes tonight. He's a rookie. You know, there's not many rookies that are playing many more minutes than what Shangdun is now getting. I mean, he's averaging eighteen minutes a game. I think it just depends on what they would get for him, right? If somebody is super desperate, comes in and gives you a huge package, like you'd be silly not to at least entertain it. But, you know, I think I think Tice, if if Shangun is the guy that's getting these minutes and Tice is just sort of rotting on your bench, I think he has more of an opportunity to move at the deadline. Okay. So let me present the opposite side of this, right? And I don't think enough insiders, I think the Rockets insiders do a fantastic job, by the way. I think we have some of the best in the business. I don't see this being talked about enough. What is the message you would be sending by trading Christian Wood to prospective uh, free agents? Like, what is the, even if you trade Daniel Tice, which the Tice impact wouldn't nearly be as big as the Christian Wood impact would be in the sense that Christian Wood just two years ago made the conscious decision to say, I want to go play for the Houston Rockets. So did Daniel Tice. But mm-hmm. Christian Wood, now, what are you telling prospective free agents that come here, outperform their contract, which you and I are both in agreement that that Christian Wood has outperformed the $14 million a year contract, correct? For sure. Okay. So what are you telling impending free agents that say, you know what, you know, I'm in Sacramento right now. First of all, I have to live in Sacramento, California. It doesn't get much worse than that. But... Um, you know, I'm thinking about going to Houston. Hey, C. Wood, you know, you got a few minutes to chop it up. Yeah, man, what's going on? Hey, I'm thinking about coming down to Houston. You know, what are the vibes there? You're either going to get one of two responses. Hey, I'm in, you know, trade rumors every week, which I don't know where that's coming from. I love being here. I want to be here. But for some reason, I'm outperforming my contract, yet they still want to move me. Like, I don't get it. I've told them I want to resign here. I want, you know, a new contract extension after next year. Yeah. But I don't understand why they want to trade me. 
or hey, I'm in trade rumors every week. I'm trying to get the hell out of here as soon as possible. Do not come to Houston. Like it's not like they're saving money for anybody else. There's no upside to me to trading Christian Wood or having him be a part of any single trade rumor is stupid at this point. Now, I think the one thing about the article is the Rockets would be open to taking calls. Well, that's true about every team, though. Like, what happens if the Lakers say, yeah, you know what? Sacramento called us today and said they would give us De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes, and our next 12 first-round picks for LeBron. You know, I took the call because I was interested. Is that the Lakers are now taking calls on LeBron James? Oh, it's clickbait. Yeah, and that sucks, man. I hate it. I hate clickbait. It's the worst. I think I think if I think at the end of the day, if guys like Christian Wood do end up getting traded, he's going to be traded to a team that's a contender. And as much as he says and tweets, loves Houston, that he's here for the long haul and wants to be here for the long haul. Like I, I, I think he would relish the opportunity to play meaningful games uh, for playoff contention. So yeah, remains to be seen. But I'm with you, dude. Until next time, Mike, I'm going to yeah. move to my Mexican sneaker. Always a pleasure, my brother. Bye. All right, man. Always good stuff from Mike. We do have another uh, – oh, we did. Uh, if you uh, – Christian, if – my apologies. You hit that request to speak button. I did not get to you before you dropped out. Uh, anybody in the room right now who wants to talk anything about Rockets' big win tonight against the Thunder – uh, and here is Christian. Go ahead and hit that request to speak button as we are taking any and all calls. So now we've got two. Oh, we've got three. Oh, my God. This is fantastic. We'll get to everybody uh, here shortly. So keep on the line. Let's go to our next caller, Christian. Christian, what's up, my man? How are you? Glad you uh, tuned in. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Okay. So I just wanted to talk about the whole trade and Christian Wood thing. Sure. I've been on the fence about it, like just trying to think it through. I think the only logical reason to do it would be just because of the upside of Shangoon. He's such a good player, and at 19, you kind of want to give him that playing time. And I just don't know where the long-term fit like of keeping Christian Wood here is if Shangoon is our future center. Sure. No, it's, great. it's a great point, Christian. And I, I think my, my response to that would be, I think as much as we like Shangoon, he's 19. Sure. And he's a rookie. And we don't know what he's going to be like next year. We don't know what he's going to be like in five years. And I think keeping him with Christian Wood is the smart play. But I think getting rid of Wood, I think it would have to depend on the the package back, I guess. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, for you, what would a package have to look like to trade Christian Wood? Um, I think that's really how I'm going to start sure. the conversation with everybody from now on. It's like, hey, I would trade Wood. I'm like, all right, what are you going to trade him for? Realistically, don't come over here talking about Durant or Steph Curry or anything like that. Like, realistically, what would you want for Wood? Right. I, I did like during the off season. I was thinking that trading like a package for like the Warriors young guys, like Wiseman, Kaminga, mm-hmm. would be a good thing. But with then you just run into the same issue of Wiseman of fit alongside Sengun. So I'm really not sure at this point. So I think kind sure. of the best case scenario would be holding on to Wood for now and waiting to see if a good package does come along. But it's just it in the long term fit. I think it's 
it's something to be kind of weary about because you run into the same situation of having two bigs where, you know, we've tried doing dice and uh, wood at the same time and seen the issues that come up with that. So having Shengun and wood in the future, I just, I don't know about the long-term fit there. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I think there's a spot for both of them. I think all three of them know. I think if you could flip Tice at this point for a draft pick and maybe another player, uh, I think it'd be beneficial because I do think Daniel Tice does have a role in this league for sure. I don't know if it's with this team at this point, uh, but anything in uh, closing before we go to the next speaker, Christian? No, that's it. Uh, thanks for the time, man. Absolutely, brother. Enjoy the time as always, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Christian. All right, we're going straight speakers tonight because we got a ton of y'all waiting, so we appreciate y'all getting in. Let's go to James. James, thank you for joining the show. What you got? What up, what up, what up? Glad to have you, man. Hey, uh, so first off, I just want to say I think we are starting starting to find our identity, you know, and it's awesome to see. Yeah, that's a great point. And I don't think, I mean, a lot of people have been saying on Twitter, it's like, oh, Jalen Green's, you know, gone. That's how we're finding our identity. We have more space and opportunity for a lot of the guys to score and do a lot more but I think it's just having a guy like Matthews just a consistent role player that you're not gonna have to worry about him not doing his job you know he's gonna come in he's gonna play hard every minute he's in the game and you know that just allows everybody to get hype around him allows everybody to do their own job you know and I just I love to see it. Garrison Matthews is the type of guy that this team needed very simply put He's a, we used this term a couple of weeks ago that he's a soldier. He's not a general. And one quote post game that I want to, you know, tell y'all about real quick. Garrison Matthews says Armani Brooks makes fun of him for having the worst celebrations after made shots. I've got no swag to me. I'm a country boy. Like Garrison Matthews is that guy. Like he just likes playing basketball. And to me, he reeks of JJ Redick. And I hate JJ Redick, but his game reminds me a lot of a JJ Redick. Garrison Matthews is going to have a home in this league for a long time. If he continues to play the way he's playing right now remains to be seen, but I think you make a great point that you take a guy like Garrison Matthews and you combine him with a Jay Sean Tate, a Kevin Porter jr. A Christian Christian Wood. They're starting to run the offense through wood, which is what they should have been doing this entire season. And it's working. And it's not just on the perimeter too. You know, he's getting down, he's getting efficient shots and looks and that's exactly helpful for everybody. And another thing with uh, Matthews, yeah, I agree with you. He's going to be in the league for a while because it doesn't seem like he's just coming in the game and being streaky and just being lights out shooting. You know, he's doing all all the things right, you know. And uh, for a young team, I just think that's freaking awesome, you know. It's, it's yeah. great to see. He's got good vibes, man. I think that's the best thing is people talk so much, so much nowadays about vibes and you got to have good vibes. You got to have, you know, this and that. And he gives you that. Like, he gives you the, I'm going to try my ass off. And I love it. Yeah, anything, so, in, anything in closing, Christian, or James, my apologies, before we get nothing, to the next Nothing, you know, just great game. Go Rockets. Keep the ball rolling. Let's see what happens. Great game. Let's go Rockets. I think that's how we're going to end every show from now on, uh, is that in some sort of fashion. We appreciate you, James. All right. Let's keep the good vibes going. Go over to Adam. Adam, you're next in line. What's going on, my man? Uh, great win tonight. Um, I wanted to kind of touch on <clears throat> the John Wall conversation. Yes, sir. I don't think it was a surprise with the timing of when the stories start to start started to come out. I think around November 26th, 27th, 
um, a day after the, the the win against the Bulls. I think he started to see maybe the team playing with a little more chemistry. You know, maybe they rattle off you know four or five wins in a row. They show that they, they don't actually need me. I lose some of my leverage. This was really the last chance that he, you know Clutch and John Wall had to try to basically force the Rockets' hand. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a clown. We, I mean, I'm being truthful. Where were, I don't, where were these stories when they lost 10 in a row? You know, like after a win, you know, then you come out with this stuff. Like He's a loser. And you know what? I'm sorry if that hurts anybody's feelings, if that is the wrong take. That's my take is I've never liked John Wall. I don't trust John Wall. I don't like him. I don't like anybody for that matter going on Twitter and retweeting and quote tweeting and doing all this stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to get into speculation. I'm going to get into the brass tacks, the black and white of the situation and that he's not playing basketball. And if he wanted to be playing basketball, he'd be playing basketball. If he really wanted to be on the court and be a baller and do all this, like he would be okay with playing the role that the Rockets give him. And at the end of the day, and, and I don't want to move away from the positive vibes that we have going tonight because tonight's been fantastic. But bottom line is the Rockets at this point, and I love this, are taking the stance of I'm the employer, you're the employee. You're going to do what we're going to tell you to do or you're not going to play basketball for this team. Period. End of story. Good for the Rockets for doing that. I think they've mishandled the situation, but I think right now not giving in to him and saying, oh, we're going to make you the starter because we're paying you $41 million. Pass, hard pass. I hope they I hope they trade John Wall for a second round pick and a ham sandwich. I, I think we, we'd be lucky to trade him at all uh this season. No, that's, uh, what I'm saying. that's why I yeah. said what I said. I obviously wouldn't do that deal, but I'm just saying that he he doesn't look good to the to the to the league right now. Yeah. He 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 over he overestimated his value to to the rest of the league. He thought by maintaining his health. And, you know, that eventually someone would, you know, someone would, would, would find, you know, that they needed his services to compete for a championship. And he's not that type of player in the, in the other kind of GM's minds um, across the league. Um, In terms of, in terms of Jalen Green coming back and looking at kind of the rotation currently, obviously, you know, you have, you have Brooks and Brooks and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and Daniel House right now that are taking up the rest of the minutes. I don't know if you can take Garrison Matthews out of the starting lineup. Maybe you can move Gordon to the bench. Um, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful that Jalen Green can fit in. If you look at kind of how Garrison Matthews was playing tonight, obviously, you know, he shot well from, from three, five of 11. But, you know, you saw, a lot of, you saw a lot of Christian Wood bringing the ball up, motion, moving into pick and roll and, and cutting, cut, you know, multiple players cutting. Jalen Green could be very effective by just, you know, c- constantly moving. He doesn't necessarily always have to initiate his offense starting from three feet beyond the three-point line. He doesn't, he doesn't need to do that. There, there, are definite, there are definite parallels that you could kind of – that you could employ to, to, get, to get him touches and right. have him use his athleticism to finish at the basket. Um, and, and I hope they kind of make, make, make some of those, make some of those moves. Um, as yeah. we that's a great point by you. Before we go to the next caller, I do want to touch on real quick. They will send Eric Gordon to the bench and Jalen green will start 
I think that's the starting lineup moving forward is Matthews, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Jay Sean Tate, and Christian Wood. And that team is going to score points. Can they defend at a high enough level to be effective? I don't know. It remains to be seen. But I don't think you can take Garrison Matthews out of the starting lineup at this point. He's no. done nothing to warrant that. And I think looking down the line, once the team trades inevitably trades Daniel House, trades Eric Gordon, you're going to open up those minutes again for Armani Brooks, uh, for eventually Josh Christopher, guys like that. Um, but it, it's a good point by you. Adam, we appreciate you. Can I add one last thing? Absolutely. So if we're going to trade Christian, uh, Christian Wood, I would, I, I would, I would need for the other team to take John Wall. You know that that's Oof. actually that. So, so so basically, if if there was a deal in mind, maybe it's um, maybe it's sending him to Indiana, getting back Miles Turner to get a center presence, and you know Karis Levert and some other you know. But ultimately, that's the only way that I would trade Christian Wood off this team. And I, I understand the love for Alperin Shingun, but and, and we are grasping for for just any kind of silver linings, you know, or at the early part of the season. And he's been good, he's been fun to watch, but he's nowhere near an all star, you know. I don't yeah. know by giving him 30 minutes that you're going to get the the production that Christian Wood is giving you. And so I think 15 to 17 minutes a game is pretty on spot, you know, on, you know, I kind of right for what, you know, Alperin Shingun is giving you. He's a, he's a hustle player. He's an energy player. He's going to, he's going to play the right way, but he's not, I don't, I don't trust him to give me 20 and 10 every night with more, more minutes. Perfect. We appreciate your input as always, my dude. Appreciate you, Adam. Always good stuff from you. Moving straight to our next caller. Let's welcome Gerardo. Gerardo, how are you? Thanks for joining the show. Uh, what you got? Oh, hey, man. Uh, feels good to get, you know, another win. Uh, well, I do want to touch on a couple things, though. So one mm-hmm. thing I want to touch on is the Wood situation. And I've, I've been on the fence, and at times I'm like, okay, we need to trade Wood, especially during the losing streak. I'm like, let's just get any value. But then there's also times where I'm like, no, Wood is still young enough to stay with us and grow with us. And like you said, he's a proven player already. We don't know what we will get in the draft. You know, the draft is it's a lottery ticket. You don't always win. Exactly. So no. one thing, though, that does concern me is do you give Wood a max contract if that's what he wants? Oh, man. I guess that's the two, that's the $185 million question. Exactly. You see, you see what happens with a guy like Michael Porter Jr., who Denver gave their max contract to, and now he's out for the year uh, with another back issue. Gerardo, if you had a gun to my head and you said, "Would you give Christian Wood a max contract?" Uh, I, my answer, honestly, if it's like a five-year, a hundred, let's say they give him the, you know, let's say the Rockets give Christian Wood the same contract that Denver gave Michael Porter Jr., which was five years, $185 million. I'm doing that deal for the simple fact that, A, you don't have another guy under that type of contract right now. Like, he would be your centerpiece. And, B, some people would say, well, you got to wait and see what else is out there. What guarantee would you have that you could get another max type of guy? That's where I'm coming from with it. So, honestly, I would do it but I would get the hesitancy from fans on them not wanting to do it. Okay. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Another thing I do agree with that, right. 
Because like you said, a lot of people are talking about, oh, we'll have money off the books. We'll have money off the books when it comes. But who's to say that people will want to sign with us? You know? Yeah, no, that's my point. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like every superstar you look at in the league right now, I mean, superstar, right? Kevin Durant was traded for. Giannis was drafted. Steph was drafted. And for every guy that you say was drafted by a team, I can give you an, an example or two of guys who weren't drafted by the team. Christian Wood decided to come here and be a free agency. Exactly. He wanted to come here, which is something that, like you said, is important because it's a mentality thing. People want have to want to be here. Right. And the thing about Shengun. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I like the kid a lot. And he's giving you exactly – I think he's actually giving us more in the minutes that he's getting than I thought we would get from him at this point in the season. Like, he's giving you nine points and five rebounds in 18 minutes. That's legit for a backup big, which is what he is. He's not ready to be a starting center. For fans that want to go to Shengun over Christian Wood at this point, like, that's asinine to me. It doesn't make any sense. He's a great, he's a good player by yeah. NBA standards, though. He's a role player. He's not a star. Yeah, Christian Wood is a budding star, legitimate star. Guy who averages 16 and 11 a game is a star. And that, and that's, that's the thing. Like, I'm a big fan of Sengun, and he might be the center of the future. But at the end of the day, he's still a rookie. You know, like you said earlier, the minutes that he's getting now is a good time. Not every rookie is going to be an all-star from the get-go, you know? Not everybody's, not everybody's gonna be Luca, you know, just you know, you who's be, never won, who's never won a playoff series, by the way. But that yeah, is a different course, conversation for a different day. For sure, but we're talking about in terms of like their impact for their team, you know. But okay, another thing I did want to get to. So like I did say that KPJ is our point guard, and like I'm with you in terms of, you know, the, hey, uh, it's not like a for sure thing that he is our point guard for the future. But for now, he he's doing well and he's improving on a game-to-game basis, which is very important. Mm-hmm. I think I another thing that I think is really underrated is that his defense, man. He's just he hustles. And there was times where I would see him and people would just kind of like look at him and try and go through him, and he popped the ball out from them. He strip him, or he would yeah. stay in front really well. And I think that's getting really underrated. And he's he doesn't have to be a Chris Paul point guard, you know. That's Chris Paul. Only Chris yeah. Paul is going to be Chris Paul. But if he well, can get his buckets, get his spots, set up people, control the pace as a nice tempo, not make costly turnovers, and play great defense. Yeah, no, he, he tries. You know, the effort is there from him, which is all you can ask for at this point. And he is certainly improving on a game-to-game basis ever since uh, getting back. Gerardo, appreciate the time, my man. We look forward to doing it with you soon. Thanks, brother. All right, let's go to our last speaker request. You guys have been phenomenal tonight. Uh, For now, if you are in the room and you would like to come on stage, hit that request to speak button. But for now, our last speaker request of the night goes to Kenny. Kenny, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Kenny going once. Kenny going twice. Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? I can hear you perfectly, my man. Sorry about that. All so good. the one thing on. that that I I worry about, and I understand that we that they that they need to worry about the progression of Jalen Green, but they've won three games without him. Um, what what kind of fit will 
we see once that Eric Gordon trade eventually happens with those guards. Um, I, you know, it, it may be better for now to have him maybe with that second team with Sengun and KJ, because things are flowing so well right now with that starting lineup. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I said it earlier in the year that the sooner they turn him into Jason Tatum with Boston, the better. Because Jason Tatum can fit in any lineup. I don't agree with sending Jalen Green to the bench. I think three wins in a row is fantastic. But what message are you sending to your second overall pick in the draft if you're sending him to the bench over a guy like Garrison Matthews? I think you send a guy like Eric Gordon to the bench who is a phenomenal sixth man and you put Jalen Green out there and you let them figure it out. Because at this point, you don't have another choice. The alternative to that choice is catastrophic, I feel like. And that would be just for the short term, you know, just to see how things go, just to see who fits better with who, because maybe with those lineups, you'll see that Sangoon may be better starting, you know, maybe instead of Tate or instead of, you know, whoever else. Because when you talk about that lineup with Matthews with Green with Wood Tate and Porter Jr. It just seems like we're doing small ball all over again, and they're just going to get run over by anyone and everyone who's bigger than them, as we saw two years ago in the playoffs. Well, we don't know that until we actually see it. I get your point, though. I think that you're more athletic with that lineup. You do have Tate, and you do have Wood. If you're going to play that lineup, which is going to be the most effective for the Rockets at this point, you're going to try and outscore teams, just like they did against, what, Charlotte the other night when they had to score 148-some-odd points to win that game. This team is not going to win anything of significance this year. They're 4-16. and 16. But you look at the starting five now, and in five years, the one guy you look at and say, you better be in our starting lineup in five years is – is uh, Jalen Green. Like, you could eventually move on from Jay Shantane. I wouldn't want to, but in the right trade to acquire a superstar, you may have to trade Jay Shantane. And no trade am I trading Jalen Green at this point. He's supposed to be your James Harden. Christian Wood, everyone's talking about trading him at some point. Garrison Matthews is a kid they picked up off the street a month ago. And Kevin Porter Jr., nice player, but am I ready to invest major money and investment into him? No. Jalen Green, I am ready to. He's the second overall pick in the draft. And and then my my last question, and forgive me if, if this is stupid. Um, no, it's not. I promise. Would it to get rid of John Wall? Would you include any of those Brooklyn firsts for an expiring contract to come back? Not a, not for an expiring contract. I wouldn't. I'm not giving up one of those Brooklyn picks unless I'm getting a legit talent that I have a chance at retaining. Because if that can open up 40 million, you know, $42 million next year, that's a lot of money to play around with to add to Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. And Alperen Shangoon. And now, you know, they've got some pieces, man. I mean, they, they definitely have pieces. And that's what you've seen over the past three games. And am I ready to throw a parade out over three games? No, but am I enjoying doing this podcast a hell of a lot more after wins? Yes. And the thing is they beat two decently good teams in Charlotte and Chicago. 
those are not laugh off the table wins like an OKC win is. No disrespect to Oklahoma City, but Oklahoma City sucks. I mean, tonight was fun. And the Rockets did exactly what they should have done tonight. They should beat the, the Thunder. The Thunder aren't any good. But to answer your question, you saw it in the Harden deal, man. Like, let me ask you a question. You sound like an intelligent Rockets fan, like a lot of other fans we've talked to tonight. Did you like the James Harden deal? Did you think that was a good trade for the Rockets? I would have loved Karis LeVert. I would have loved Jared Allen. I get it. Would you love Jared Allen over Christian Wood? Well, I would like Jared Allen to go with Christian Wood because you already had Christian Wood. Okay, can you imagine? Because Jared Allen is exactly the type of big you want to play with Christian Wood because Jared Allen is just a rim protector and a shot blocker. That's why That's why Cleveland is playing as well as they are right now because they drafted uh, – I take that back. Evan Mobley and him really don't make a lot of sense together. Evan Mobley is adaptable enough. I love Evan Mobley. They work well together. Christian Wood needs a Jared Allen because then Christian Wood can do his thing on the perimeter, which is where he really wants to be. He's not a rim protector. He's a good rebounder. He's not a great rebounder. He's a good interior defender. He's not a great interior defender. So I would have loved Jared Allen in that trade. I love the draft picks. You know, and people have said, if you don't trade James Harden and get that deal back, then you don't get the draft haul that we got. This from this past year. I get that. But so, 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 I would have so loved Karis LeVert. So we go back to the playoffs against the Lakers um, when AD was just going off. Could Wood have handled him, or do they need that Jared Allen type to take care of an AD or to take care of a Jokic or to take care of those other guys who are great inside? They need an inside, they need an interior defender. That's what Tice was supposed to be. And that's what Tice can be. I, I take that back. That's what Tice is. Like, Tice is an interior defender. His game doesn't make sense in the f- system that the Rockets run because t- they want Tice to be an exterior guy. He's an interior guy. He can't shoot the three ball. He's shooting sub 30% from the three-point line, yet he keeps shooting them. The Rockets are in need of an interior defender like a Jared Allen. Jared Allen would have made a lot of sense on this team. Lavert actually not so much because you have Jalen Green, but I do like Karis Lavert. I like his game a lot. I think and, the, I think a potential deal out there for a Christian Wood. I like one of the previous callers' ideas about Indiana. If you're able to put together a deal like a Gordon and a Wood, and I can get back like a Malcolm Brogdon and a Miles Turner, now we're talking. That's the type of deal I would look for. In that trade, but so you wouldn't want like a Wiseman, Kamunja, Moody, and a first or two firsts, uh, along with Eric Gordon and Christian Wood, or however you want to put that. I wouldn't say no. I mean, here's here's a big question: Why would Golden State do that deal? Why would they break up a team who's the number one team in the in the league right now, and they're about to get Clay Thompson back? Because who who who's defending inside for them? AD is going to dunk all over them just like he did on the Rockets two years ago. That's what they're dealing with because Wiseman, you know, it, does he work well with that team? Does Christian Wood work better with that team? Yeah, I mean, I get it. But, I mean, Golden State, you talk about AD. The, they, the Lakers would not beat the Warriors this year in a seven-game series. They can't score with the Warriors. I'm just saying, you know, from that big man 
perspective like because the I rockets like couldn't stop anything inside. Well, don't forget, they also have Kevon Looney that they can throw at, a, at an AD to slow him down enough to make it work with the rest of their roster. And that's all they need because the, the Lakers guards cannot play with the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors would beat them in five or six games. My and, opinion. And just one last thing. I'm sure I'm probably the only Rockets fan in the state of Ohio right now. I'm kind of new to the whole Rockets podcast and Rocket Twitter world. And I just want to give a shout out to the Rockets community. We've got 17 people in a waiting room for a four and 16 team after a game, as well as people talking with Roosh and 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 um, and Chris on Twitter. And I just want to give a shout out that it's an unbelievable community. We, pre- we appreciate you tuning in, man. We hope you do it more often. Thank you. Thanks, Kenny. Uh, great stuff from Kenny there. Great stuff from everybody tonight. Uh, you guys have been absolutely spectacular. Definitely one of the more uh, fun and interactive uh, rooms we've had on Spotify Green Room uh, in uh, recent memory. So we appreciate you guys. That is going to be it for tonight's episode of The Dream Take, the number one podcast for SB Nations, The Dream Shake. Uh, make sure to tune in Wednesday night as the Rockets next game will be at the Oklahoma City Thunder. We will be back here on Spotify Green Room. Uh, a combination of either myself, Jeremy or Ray or all three of us, two of us. Who knows? You're going to have to tune in to find out. Uh, once again, this has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes The Dream Take podcast. Make sure to follow The Dream Shake on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. You can follow me on Twitter at bswpodcast underscore mb. Make sure to give my co-pilots a follow uh, at Raymond Lucas Jr. and at Jeremy Brenner. If you're on Facebook, give the Dream Shake a uh, like there uh, by searching the Dream Shake. Once again, your very happy final from Toyota Center this evening. Rockets defeat the Thunder for their third win in a row, 102-289. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.